Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I'd like to say, Producer Joe, how are you today? But I can't. We had a major weather event down here in Florida, so uh, there's no video show today, but the audio show, of course, is up as usual. We will uh, try not to... uh, to impact your listening schedule much so if you're listening to this on youtube the audio file uh i'm sorry but uh we again we had a major technical meltdown today my sincere apologies producer joe is here you just can't hear him today still wanted to get you a show today um i've got a stacked show for you today including a developing panic on the left about the growing exploding ilhan omar fraud scandal and i can tell you now that based on the left you know the conspiracy theorist bloggers at the daily beast and the lunatic snowflakes at media matters response to this they know something is up with ilhan omar and they are desperate to silence it watching uh that clown lunatic at the daily beast will summers whatever his name is panic on twitter this morning about the ilhan omar scandal they should tell you that something serious is upright you can always gauge the seriousness of a liberal scandal by the lunatics at the daily beast and media matters response to it that is the cue every time all right let's get right to it today's show brought to you today by our buddies at my patriot supply listen it only takes one major disaster to remind us how fragile life is and systems are recent earthquakes in southern california have certainly done that Life can change in a moment and does so many times. I live in a hurricane zone here in Florida. Preparedness just makes sense. You need to ensure things in your life that matters. You ensure your home, you ensure your teeth, you ensure your health, you ensure your car. Why not ensure your food supply? Today's a good day to make a plan and prepare for disasters. I've done this. Building my own food storage plan, you should have one too. I trust and use my Patriot Supply, and you should too. This week, they're running a sale price for a four-week emergency food kit on my site, preparewithdan.com. That is preparewithdan.com. Save $100 when you click and order today and get it shipped to your home free. These four-week emergency food kits include breakfast, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. Preparing for emergencies with My Patriot Supply is a smart thing to do. Do it now and save $100 at preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. All right, let's go. Before we get to the Ilhan Omar story, I want to cover briefly again media uh, hypocrisy with the squad, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley and uh, Rashida Tlaib um, and how the rules that they want to dictate for conservatives of political discourse never, ever apply to the left. So just be clear about where we're going to go with this right now. The media sets one set of rules for conservatives and another set of rules for liberals, which are no rules at all. Now, the fact that liberals are frauds is certainly not new. But the fraudulent nature of liberalism is easy to expose when you have the facts on your side. So just to be clear, in the past, uh, liberals and their media buddies, their bootlicking, butt-kissing allies, have always laid down a set of rules for rhetoric being violence, okay? That when conservatives talk about the faulty, broken, horrible liberal policies of their political opponents, when conservatives talk about that, that that rhetoric could lead to violence and any violent act by anyone who claims falsely the conservative mantle is then the result of conservative speech. You tracking me? Please tell me this makes sense. That conservatives talk, conservative speech equates to violence, violent acts then later by people who are just maniacs should be blamed on those conservative lawmakers. Now, you don't believe me? Here's uh, some audio of AOC, uh, courtesy, uh, this, is a, this is a CNN clip, of CNN talking to a CNN reporter about how Donald Trump's rhetoric could lead to violence against Ilhan Omar and others, and therefore Donald Trump is responsible. Play that cut. The president put millions of Americans in danger last night. His rhetoric is endangering lots of people. This is not just about threats to individual members of Congress, but it is about creating a volatile environment in this country through violent rhetoric that puts anyone like Ilhan, anyone who believes in the rights of all people in danger. And I think that he has a responsibility for for that. Okay, there you go. You get it? So AOC is not apparently bright enough, sadly, I wish she were, to figure out what she's saying is the very same rule then that could apply to her, right? Her principle here is that speech equates to violence. That's political speech equates to violence. Again, we're not talking about calls to violence. That's obvious. If you're dumb enough to commit a crime 
and 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 suggest violence on a political leader, anyone for that matter, you're violating their civil rights. In many cases, that's a crime. We're talking about political speech. So AOC's stance is that political speech she disagrees with. If people then commit violence, the person who makes the political speech is therefore responsible. But interestingly enough, AOC seems to forget that the Antifa terrorist thug, the Antifa thug, right? Who was in Tacoma, Washington, who was killed this weekend in the midst of a terror attack on a government facility out there. This same anti-First Amendment Antifa terrorist used language in his manifesto before he engaged in the attack that was attributed to who? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. His concentration camp manifesto what could be directly directly attributed to the same language concentration camps were used by AOC when discussing ICE facilities. Now, because we are morally consistent and not uh, complete lunatics like the left, ladies and gentlemen, I am not blaming Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for the actions of this lunatic in Tacoma, Washington. Why? Because it would be unprincipled and I'm not a liberal and liberals are unprincipled and they're frauds and they're phonies and they're fakes. They don't believe in what they stand for. They're political opportunists. They're hacks. Uh, are you a fan? Listen, if you're offended by it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but maybe the show is not for you. Some people complain. Of it. I, I'm sorry. I can't take these people. AOC is an ignoramus. She is blaming Donald Trump for rhetoric that could cause violence against Ilhan Omar while simultaneously using rhetoric that was actually used by a guy trying to cause violence in a terror attack in Tacoma, Washington. She entirely misses the connection because she can't figure it out. These people are frauds. They are fakes. They are total, complete, phony, disingenuous fools. The actual language AOC used showed up in a manifesto by a terrorist in Tacoma, Washington. Complete frauds. Complete frauds. Second story on our fraud alert. So Bernie Sanders saw this story. This was in the Washington Post, no less. Bernie Sanders and the House Democrats, you'll see the story up in the show notes today, by the way. House Democrats just voted um, uh, to pass a $15 an hour national minimum wage. So we understand that here we're arguing principles, right? Supposedly AOC's principle is violent rhetoric can lead to violence and that Donald Trump's rhetoric is violent. She has no evidence any of that's true, even though her language has actually been used in an act of violence. So she's not arguing principles. She's engaged in a petty political attack. On the second story, the Democrats just voted to pass a $15 an hour minimum wage. So you would think they were arguing on principle and that their principle would be what? Their principle would be a $15 hour minimum wage is a good thing, a benevolent posture to take. It will improve our society. Therefore, we should all support it. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying here that can be interpreted or misinterpreted any other way? If the Democrats overwhelm, I think only six Democrats voted against it, voted overwhelmingly in the House, as you'll see in my show notes today, to pass a $15 an hour minimum wage then they are suggesting to us correctly, right, that they believe in the principle $15 an hour minimum wage. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. That is not, in fact, the case because that is not what happened. Bernie Sanders and his team, as you can see with this tweet and this Washington Post story, is now fighting an effort by his own campaign. I didn't read this wrong. His own campaign to fight against a $15-hour minimum wage for his own campaign staff. Oh, and health care coverage for the campaign staff, too. Ladies and gentlemen, again, these guys, these ladies on the liberal side are total, complete, utter ignoramuses and frauds and liars. You cannot convince... We, are, we thought we were arguing on principle. That's a mistake. We are not because the liberals don't believe in principles. We believe in a $15 hour minimum wage. I believe in a $15 hour minimum wage. Bernie Sanders. Hey, Bernie, your team's fighting for a $15 hour minimum wage on your campaign. No, no, no. We don't want that. I thought you just said it was a good thing. Not, not when it affects me. The guy is a fraud. He is a total, complete, utter fraud.
Not only that, his campaign team wants health care. He doesn't want that either. But he's fighting for universal health care for everybody else, which means government-financed health care. This is ridiculous. Completely, utterly ridiculous. Frauds, ladies and gentlemen. We are dealing with frauds. We've always been dealing with frauds. All right, moving on. I just, that, that story just irked me this morning and that soundbite by AOC, it just really got my, because ladies and gentlemen, this is the essence of the heckler's veto. I've discussed this before on the show, as producer Joe knows, uh, but this is important you understand what the left is trying to do. The left, because they have boot-licking, butt-kissing, surgically attacked lips to the butt of liberal activists, they hack destroyed credibility mainstream media in conjunction with the liberal community what are they trying to do here they are trying to shut you up and to do it they implement what's called the heckler's veto they equate conservative speech with violence ignoring that their speech is actually used in violence all the time conservative speech with violence to blame them for the violence to veto their speech and get them shut down using the legal process and the power of the media. Look, you conservatives are fine. This is gross. These people are disgusting when they do this. They don't believe any of it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's actual words were used by an Antifa terrorist. And yet you leave it to principled folks like me and the listeners of the show, Hannity and others who've had to defend her and say she's not responsible because it's not right. But she doesn't have any morals. She doesn't have a, a, a sense of allegiance to a higher set of morals. She is purely a political actor who will do anything, lie, cheat. It doesn't matter to hurt her conservative opponents because they don't believe in principles. Now, you may say, well, why are we then sticking to the rules if they won't? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the fabric of society disintegrates when we let these liberal, political, uh, just complete, total, I mean, uh, ignoramuses. When we let them dictate the rules for the rest of us, the entire fabric of what we stand for is going to fall apart. Listen, I am all about the new rules. Fighting and fighting back hard. But the minute we allow this connection to be made, between what maniacs do and political speech. Trust me, folks, this battle is over. All right, moving on. You know what? Let me get to this quick because I want to, this is going to be an important show today. I really regret not having a video show today. Maybe we'll try to do one later, a quick one um, for YouTube if we can figure. We had a major league technical meltdown today. By the way, I signed that yesterday, folks, for the audio listeners. I signed 2,500 books over the last two days for my new book, Exonerated. It'll be coming out uh, in September now, which is good. We finished it up. It's in print now. And my elbows are raw from leaning them on the table for signing those books. So I'm looking forward to getting that out there. Exonerated signed them yesterday. Yesterday was a long day, but I was busy yesterday researching the work of Dave Steinberg on Ilhan Omar. And I have a piece up from Powerline blog up at the show notes today that I'm telling you the liberals are panicking about. The Omar scandal, what looks like marriage fraud, immigration fraud, potentially election fraud, is blowing up and the left is in a panic. I'll get to that in a second. Um, quickly, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse Nutrition, my original sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, they have the finest nutrition supplement out there that I've ever used. It's called Foundation. It is a creatine ATP blend. Folks, this thing, Foundation, this product does three things. It makes you look better, feel better, and perform better. You don't believe me? Try the mirror test. That's all I ask. The mirror test, right? Before you take Foundation, go take a look in the mirror, what you look like. Front, back, side, whatever, right? Take a mental snapshot. Try foundation, come back seven days later. I promise you, you'll look better, feel better, and perform better. It is that good. It is my original. They are my original sponsor. They've been with me from the beginning. I love this stuff. The product is called Foundation. It's a creatine ATP blend. It's the equivalent of having two extra gas tanks in the gym, but it gives you an aesthetic pop to your body, too. Your muscles look fuller. They look harder. They just look better. You are going to look better all around. 
Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check out Foundation today. Also check out Field of Greens, their fruit and vegetable uh, powder. It is not extract. It is real, whole, high-quality fruits and vegetables. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Great for your health. Try Foundation. Try Field of Greens. Go check it out today. Best product out there. You will not regret it. I get tons of positive emails about this. Changes people's lives and how they look. Foundation, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Okay. So Powerline blog, Dave Steinberg, who has been all over, I discussed this PJ Media story yesterday, this exploding Ilhan Omar scandal. Let's get to it here. What are some of the allegations here in the piece? The allegations and the evidence presented in the piece, which, by the way, is far more evidence ever presented of the Russian collusion hoax, which bloggers um, and activists at the Daily Beast and others have run with full time. Um, it's a liberal blog. It, it gets no readership at all. It's pretty disgraceful. Remember, they they were the ones that lied about me being uh, fired from NRA TV when when the NRA TV actually issued a statement saying I left. They they I they ac- actually have a text from them acknowledging that these people are full time liars. They have zero credibility to Daily Beast. They're panicking. Why? Because the evidence is now getting overwhelming that the allegations that Ilhan Omar may have married her biological brother in an immigration scam, the evidence is clear. Let me walk through for for you this Steinberg piece. I'm going to present this to you in a police file type format, and you can draw your own conclusions at the end, because unlike the liberal activists and the liberal media, we're going to do our actual homework here. Again, this is all in the Powerline blog piece up at the show notes today at Bongino.com if you choose to check it out. So Ilhan Omar, a Democrat representative uh, in Congress, radical leftist, has already acknowledged that one of her biological sisters is a woman by the name of Sarah Nawar Elmi. Now, the Elmi portion of that is a little bit difficult to find, but according to Steinberg sources in the Somali community, that was the Ilhan Omar's original, original last name. Sorry, I got to itch my trap there. Il, it was Ilhan uh, Elmi is their last name, their their uh, their family name. So Sarah Nawar Elmi, it's Omar acknowledges is her sister. You tracking me here? So Sarah Nawar and and Omar have both referred to a guy by the name of Nawar Saeed Elmi as their father. So Omar only acknowledges this one sister, Sarah Noor. She doesn't acknowledge the other sister she has and a brother. But she's publicly acknowledged Sarah Noor as her sister. Sarah Noor and her have both referred to in various social media posts to Noor Saeed Elmi as their father. Now... This is where it gets hysterical. This is how you know Will Summers and the other uh, bloggers at the at the discredited conspiracy site, the Daily Beast. This is how you know they're panicking. No, Noor, Sarah Noor is referred to this guy, Noor Saeed, as her father. The Daily Beast defense to that, because it's in, in social media posts that have been screen capped. We can already see the evidence, right? The Daily Beast is like, well... In other cultures, people refer to sisters, brothers, and fathers in all kinds of ways. Uh, they do? Are you sure about that? Now, listen, I've heard people in the streets say, hey, brother, people in the gym who obviously aren't their brother. Um, I haven't heard people post a picture of a man where they both publicly acknowledge as their father both times and then just suggest that they were just kidding and it was some kind of cultural reference. That I'm not kidding. Like That's the conspiracy theorist at the Daily Beast. That's their actual defense to this. So just to be clear, Ilhan Omar has posted along with Sarah Noir. I'm going to walk through this slow. Forgive me for repeating, but I want you to track this. Have referred to Noor Saeed as their father, right? Again, as I said to you, Ilhan Omar's name, according to multiple sources before they came into the, into the community in the United States, was Ilhan Elmi. They have a sister, according to the report, that Ilhan Omar will not acknowledge. The sister is a contact friend of the father, Nawar Saeed, on their social media accounts. And the sister's name is apparently Layla Elmi. Same last name. Now, what's fascinating is Layla Elmi has changed their Facebook name to a different last name, although the URL for the Facebook page still goes to Layla Elmi. Kind of fascinating. Layla Elmi 
has a United Kingdom marriage certificate, which again, you can see the screenshots on the Paraline blog piece, has a UK marriage certificate where she lists her father's name as Noor Elmi. The same Noor Elmi that Ilhan Omar and Sarah Noor have identified in social media posts as their father. Clearly, clearly, if you're a rational human being, unlike Will Summers and the conspiracy theorists at the Daily Beast blog, right? Clearly identifying a familial relationship between these two sisters, the third sister and the father, Noor Saeed Elmi. You can look at the posts and the marriage certificate yourself. No one's disputing the authenticity of these things. The Daily Beast blog, their only defense, only defense is that, well, people call people father and brother and sister for all kinds of reasons. Okay. All right. You believe that if you're if you're dumb enough to follow Will Summers and the Daily Beast blog and believe that, fine. But there's more evidence, which the Daily Beast blog, of course, will leave out. There are Instagram photos of Ilhan Omar and Sarah Noor and Layla taken as far back as 2011 where they say on the photos, I love my sisters. There's significant interaction between the two and the three of them. There, of course, is a 2015 photo. I say, of course, because I addressed this yesterday. A 2015 photo with Ilhan Omar and the alleged brother, Ahmad Elmi, although she said she couldn't find Elmi after the brother she allegedly married in 2009 and divorced in 2011. She said she couldn't find him and never saw him again. Although, as I said yesterday, there are photos you can see on Ilhan Omar's social media accounts in the Powerline blog piece of Ilhan Omar in 2015 after 2011 with the brother she says is not her brother, who she said she divorced, who says he's not her brother and that they were never married, even though they were married. And we could, I showed you yesterday on the video show that video of the hospital bracelet clearly identifying Ahmad Elmi by the exact same date of birth he claims he doesn't have. Now, Omar again has publicly run away from Layla Elmi and will not acknowledge that's her sister. Yes, it gets worse. A DC socialite on his Facebook while covering a meeting he had with Ilhan Omar is describing a complaint she made to the DC, whatever, taxi cab commission, whatever it may be. This complaint happened in 2016, and according to Ilhan Omar herself, she got in a cab, and some cab driver accused her of being with ISIS, so she lodged a formal complaint. Now, in that formal complaint, she says her witness, get a load of this, the witness, according to the D.C. Socialites recap of what Ilhan Omar told, told him, he put this on his Facebook page, the witness to this in the cab was... Layla Elmi, who Ilhan Omar identifies to the socialite as her sister. The same guy who identifies uh, Noor Elmi as the father, who is also the father of Ahmad Elmi. Again, the, the, the Daily Beast blog will ignore all of this stuff. That's not evidence while promoting a debunked, discredited conspiracy theory about collusion. Now, what's fascinating is uh, Steinberg, who authored the piece, they tried to get a hold of the complaint, the formal complaint to the D.C. Commission. They sent it back and they redacted the name of the witness in the car. Folks, do you believe this? Do you believe this garbage, what's going on right now? It, there is a, why is Ilhan Omar so desperate to want to run away from this story? Why? Why not just debunk it? Why not let them talk to Ahmad Elmi and just say the stories? The evidence is overwhelming. Why are they trying to suppress the story with their liberal blogger buddies at the Daily Beast and Will Simmers? Why are they trying to do that? Why are you so desperate to make it go away? This is easy to disprove. 
The evidence is overwhelming. The Trump team provided what? Millions of documents to the Mueller team, thousands of hours of testimony by the White House's own lawyers because they knew they did nothing wrong. Why not just let let Layla Elmi and Ahmad Elmi, Nawar Saeed Elmi, just go on the record and say Ilhan Omar's not the, not the daughter or the brother? Why not just say it? Because the conspiracy theorists at the Daily Blogger have a new theory that, yes, claiming in post that that's your dad doesn't mean it's your dad. It's just a cultural use for the word dad that we don't have here. That marrying your brother who says his birthday is not a certain date while posting a social media pic with a hospital band having that exact same birthday and taking pictures with Ilhan Omar while saying you never saw her again. None of that should none of that's worthy of review at all. But reviewing a debunked conspiracy theory about Donald Trump colluding with the Russians that only an idiot would believe, that is totally worth our time. Folks, the the conspiracy theorists like Will Simmers and the Daily Beast lunatics, and media matters is a joke. No one even takes it. I always joke media matters. Never matter. They don't matter to anybody. They think they matter. They are completely, totally meaningless rudderless they're run by a transophobic homophobe named angelo corazon who is an absolute lunatic just look up that article in the daily uh daily caller exposing that guy for all his uh he's totally anti-semitic the guy's a disgrace to humankind they are so desperate to make this story go away because they know it is devastating there were formal documents filed that apparently based on an overwhelming amount of evidence, marriage fraud, election fraud, were lies, complete lies, and a fraud. Unbelievable. Journalism, totally, completely dead. Journalism is dead. These people are in a panic to make this story go away. All right, um, one last sponsor for the day. I got, a, I got a lot more to get to. I've got this Berkeley otherwise known as berserkly has lost their mind liberal city in california as a university out there uh just a complete train wreck in berkeley when i tell you what they're doing now and how they can't even keep track of their own idiocy you're gonna laugh your butt off i've got some audio it's gonna blow your mind all right finally today's show brought to you by buddies at genucell you wish your double chin would just disappear newsflash ladies and gentlemen people look at your jawline it simply tells your age here's robin from lubbock texas i put the genucell jawline cream in my neck two or three days ago it's the best my neck has looked in 20 years people told me my face looks young i am blown away Using MDL technology in Chamonix's proprietary base. My mother-in-law loves this stuff, by the way. GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment significantly targets the delicate skin around the neck and jaw for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. See results right before your eyes or 100% of your money back. No questions asked. Order now and the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness is free with your order. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. No double chin, no turkey necks, no sagging jawlines because no one needs to know your age. Go to GenuCell.com, that's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com and enter Dan25 at checkout. Go to GenuCell.com, enter dan D-A-N-25 at checkout and get your two free gifts and free express shipping. Go to GenuCell.com, enter Dan25 at checkout. That's GenuCell.com. Feels kind of interesting doing an audio-only show. I haven't done that in a while. I'm used to looking at the camera and seeing graphics and stuff. I got to tell you, it's a little strange. I've gotten kind of out of the audio-only mold. But you know what? It's my original, and I will always be loyal to my audio audience. You were here first. You guys and ladies are the best. All right, moving on. So Berkeley, I have this story up at Bongino.com. The city of Berkeley has a university over there. Again, joke, jokingly, people call it berserkly because it's so radically far left. Um, has kind of crossed the stupid barrier again. We are now uh, past the event horizon into the dopey black hole. And they are banning the city of Berkeley in their city code. The use of the word man in certain terms. So, you know, because of, 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 of this ridiculous pronoun hysteria, which is only, only a panic on the far. Listen, people on the, uh, the sane, sentient beings in the United States don't take any of you seriously who do this pronoun stuff. I'm just telling you. What you choose to do with your pronouns and they and Z and we and that that's your bag of donuts. You knock it out. Nobody takes you seriously. Nobody. You guys can laugh amongst yourselves. Even you don't take yourself seriously, as I'll show in this video audio in a second. 
So Berkeley's banning the term manhole and man and women, I guess, because they believe it's discriminatory, which is which is absolutely hysterical and so beyond stupid. I think even a lot of liberals are laughing at these lunatics. Manhole will be replaced with maintenance hole. Uh, okay. Um, men and women will be replaced with people. And the list goes on and on um, of other ways man will be banned from the language in the city code. Now, I have this video here. This is a Fox News clip of a California state senator engaging in this same pronoun nonsense, pronoun hysteria, again, which nobody takes seriously, but the radical fall, even liberals are laughing at you on this one. This is video, um, an audio of a, a California state senator trying to implement the same policy in their committee meetings where they won't use he and she pronouns. They will refer to he and she as they but the state senator, check this out, can't even follow her own rules just seconds later. Play this cut. She said, you, get, you can't use those in this room during the hearings. You got to use they. Here she is breaking her own rule. So that we are using what my uh, grammat- grammar teacher would have had a heart attack over. We are using the phrase they. My grammar teacher is long gone and I won't be hearing from her. Um, and if any of you. From them, exactly. From they. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in a normal um, social setting, with reasonable, sane people, we would all agree that this is possibly one of the dumbest liberal attempts to uh, to change and contour our culture differently that we've ever seen. It's it's hysterical in its hilarity um, because nobody is going to listen to this. The reason language has a common set of rules, we refer to a man uh, as a he and a woman as a she. Uh, what? Listen, you identify however you want. I don't care, okay? There, there's a male pronoun and a female pronoun. It's because we need a common set of rules. Why? Think about this, folks. Think this through. Even to the liberals listening, the radical ones. Because I know normal liberals are even laughing at this nonsense, right? Why does language have to have a common set of rules? I, again, I, this, and I don't mean to insult the intelligence of my conservative listeners out there because you already know the answers. But for the liberals who have a tough time with this, if we can't agree that a word means what it means, that he refers to a man in a singular way, she refers to a woman, and we now start saying, well, we're going to use the word they, which is plural, meaning multiple people to describe individual males or females, then the language starts to disintegrate and there's no common set of rules. If I say, go get me a pen, here's a pen. You hear that on the microphone? I'm tapping. This is a what? Papermate 1.0 M pen, black. If I say, go get me the papermate pen, and you interpret the papermate pen to mean, go get me the TV remote control, because that's your truth, air quotes, then we cannot have a functioning society. We would disintegrate into the Tower of Babel in, in moments. That's why we have language. Singular versus plural, male versus female. Hey, go get that guy. By that guy, do you mean that woman? No, I mean that guy. Well, what do you mean the guy? I mean the guy right there. I thought you meant him. Why would you think that? Because I don't use those terms. Oh my gosh. Go get, go get they. They? What do you mean go get they? Go get him? No, they. You want me to get multiple people? No, just him. I thought you were supposed to get they. You understand how quickly society descends into complete chaos when we don't have a standard set of operating rules for what we're talking about? This is maniacal. This lady, that's an older cut, by the way. It's from a few months ago. The California state senator, realizing how insane this is, can't even keep her own rules straight when referring to her childhood teacher, and she calls her her. I thought you were supposed to call her they. Please tell me you get what I'm talking about here. This is the left's goal, to implicate constantly subjective rules. Why? Objective rules are this. He refers to a man by himself. She refers to a woman by herself. They refers to a group of people, possibly all men, possibly all women, possibly men and women. What the left wants to do is disconnect America, the world for that, man, wherever they act, wherever they activate their nonsense, wants to disconnect America 
from an objective set of rules and values. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why they can't stand the family. That's why they can't stand faith in God. If you are a believer in big R, God-given rights, you have an objective set of values that aren't changeable by the subjective interpretations by the left. They hate that. Why do they like subjectiveness? Again, think it through. Because that's the whole essence of government policy to change society, is government constantly changing the rules. If you have a constitution that adheres to God-given big R rights, the rules aren't changeable. That constitution will tell you what the government can't do, not what they can. The left needs subjectivity. Constantly changing rules so that the government can constantly reevaluate and change and contour society according to liberal socialist dreams. That's their goal. That's why they love this, this language manipulation, all this nonsense. They want to be able to detach from any concrete set of rules so they can change the rules all the time to get your money, to get your education, to get your health care. This is what they do. This is all they do. You can always be sure that anytime there's a concrete rule conservatives believe in, God-given rights, the right to defend yourself, economic freedom, healthcare freedom, that the left will bend that rule. Rights instituted by the family, rights by God. No, no, they believe rights are granted by the state. Language to them is no different. The meaning of language will not be interpreted, interpreted excuse me, by an objective set of rules. It'll be inter- <laughs> interpreted. It'll be interpreted by the left. The left will call interpret interpreted and say it means the same thing. So then they can hear they can say, here are the people who are woke and are with us. That's their term for people who are social justice where you're woke. And here are the people who are not. And if you therefore used to use the for refused to use the term they when referring to he or she, you are not in the woke crowd. You are a, a racist, discriminatory lunatic, and you are not worthy of our time. Now, showing you, and, and this is how this is exactly what they want to do. I Listen, Peggy Noonan does some decent work at the Wall Street Journal. She's not, sometimes I think she engages in some unnecessarily out of touch sometimes commentary on Trump. And I, I mean out of touch, I just mean, I don't think she's really reading. I'm not suggesting, you know, we don't make mistakes, that the president doesn't make mistakes, but Peggy Noonan's column is generally a pretty good one. She has some really terrific, I want you to listen to this, evaluations today inner peace in the Wall Street Journal, ladies and gentlemen, about exactly what I'm telling you now, about how the left is does not want a set of defining rules, family values, a constitution, God-given rights, because they want to constantly interpret the rules to increase the power of the state to take away your freedom. One of the ways they do this is identity politics. You will use these pronouns or you're a homophobic transphobe. No, I'm just using these pronouns because I want to be able to communicate in a common language. She has an astute observation in her column today about the difference between identity politics now and charges of racism in the past. I want to read this to you. It's only about 30 seconds, but I promise you this is worth your time from Peggy Noonan's piece. She says, in the past, whether you were racist could be judged by your actions. You held ugly biases. You said or did things that were uh, definitionally discriminatory. The bad news is that you were this way, but the good news is that you could change. You could widen your lens, let some love in, say, think or do better things. You could improve. So that's part one of this. Part one of this, Noonan's saying, listen, in the past, if you were to call someone a racist or be defined as one, it was defined by your actions or your words. Dropping the N-word on someone, engaging in discriminatory behavior um, at work or at school, I mean, these were the kind of things that would define someone as a racist. Actions and words. She goes on. She says, now the idea has taken hold that the charge of racism doesn't derive from thoughts and actions, from what people say and do, but from who they are. If you are white, that accident of birth left you racist, and there's nothing you can do about it. You've got white privilege. You are unconsciously favored and unconsciously assigned disfavor. Either way, you're guilty. No action or word can turn this around. Ladies and gentlemen, that's devastating. And you know what? Whether you love or hate her commentary, again, I like uh, some of her commentary, even though she goes after the president sometimes, I think unnecessarily. That's a powerful statement. And the reason the left 
does not want your thoughts and actions to define you as a racist, but your natural state of being, you being a man, you being white, you being uh, an owner of property, you being wealthy, that by definition is going to become racist in the future. The reason they want it is because you can't change it and there's no way to argue yourself out of that bubble. The left can define you as the non-woke crowd. I, I, listen, we're doing some high-level political strategy yesterday, today, yesterday and today, but I'm telling you, I've been studying these idiots for a long time. They want to define you by who you are, not what you do. So there's no way you can escape that label. And it fits into their electoral strategy of we can't get you to vote for us because our policies are so awful. High taxes. We're going to control your health care, control your kids. They can't get you to vote for them, but they can get you to vote against those people. And by those people, it's who they define as those people. The white male patriarchy, black conservatives, um, women who are conservatives, anybody who's not them, Democrats who don't play the identity politics game, and you can't escape because you are racist by categories you cannot change. You are not racist by your thoughts or actions. You are racist by who you are, and they tell you who you are. This is devastating, devastating stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And it that her words should pierce you. <sighs> This is why they're doing what they're doing. All right. Uh, quickly, I just want to play this Kamala Harris audio from yesterday. Now tripling down on the if you like your plan, you could keep your plan nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats will just not let this go. You cannot keep your plan under either Obamacare as a universal rule or under Medicare for all. Stop repeating this lie. Here's Kamala Harris, again, who supports government take, a government takeover of the healthcare system. For the third time, Obama, Biden, now her, repeating the lie, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. The vast majority of doctors will be in that system, and you can keep your doctor under that system, and it will be that when you walk into that hospital, when you walk into the doctor's office, you don't have to fill out all those forms and give your credit card. You just give your, 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 your Medicare card. There it is, folks. The third time tripling down on the lie, the fallacy, the myth that government-run health care will allow you to keep your doctor in your plan. Folks, even a Democrat, John Delaney, who I ran against for his congressional seat, who is now running for president in a debate, has already acknowledged that this is not true. Even the Democrats on the debate stage, some of them have acknowledged this. The government-run health care plan Kamala Harris is proposing involves 40%. That's 40% cuts in the already low rates that the government provides to hospitals and doctors for patient care. Folks, Delaney brought it up on stage that surveys of hospitals and doctors have already said that at that Medicare for All reimbursement rate, overwhelming numbers of these doctors and hospitals will go out of business. You cannot keep your plan. This has been debunked repeatedly. You will not be able to keep your hospital, your doctor as a universal rule. This is a lie. Harris is lying to you. She's repeatedly lied about her own positions and flip-flopped on everything. This is nonsense. Why they keep doubling and tripling down on this is just outrageous. I mean, the political stupidity of this is insane. All right. <clears throat> Um, moving on. Lot to go to uh, get through today. Folks, you have an ability to fight back. You know, I know sometimes this fight is frustrating. We brought up before how AOC can't seem to keep her own rules straight. That's violent rhetoric. You're responsible. AOC, uh, that guy actually used your rhetoric in a terror attack. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Bernie Sanders, well, let's fight for 15. Bernie, your campaign team wants $15 an hour. I don't want that. Not on my campaign team. They're frauds. They're complete phony. The media uh, promoting for months the debunked conspiracy theory about uh, Trump and uh, colluding with Russia. And now yet the, the hard evidence has developed that there's a very serious allegation about Ilhan Omar fraud. And the media completely ignored it because they're not media. It's a joke. They're, these are conspiracy theorists, blog sites full of, full of uh, complete lunatics, right? I know it gets frustrating at times. I know. And sometimes I know it seems like the bad news. But on Friday, I, this Friday, I want to leave you with some, uh, some decent news. Folks, we are making significant strides in this battle against the left. We are. 
Let me give you a couple examples. And I wanted to start this off by saying you have power. You know, Ginny Thomas once told me, um, she said, you know, we are the leaders we've been waiting for. And I never want you to forget that. We are the leaders we've been waiting for. The one thing about conservatives and uh, libertarians and good Republicans is our allegiance to big R, God-given rights, lets us know that there's a second creation after this. This isn't it. That even if we lose these fights temporarily here, that we're fighting for a cause that is right and righteous. And that that's our mission. That's what we're here to do. I don't mean to wax philosophic here, but listen, here's the deal. You were put here to fight. Whether you win or not, is, is an outcome you can't determine. All you can do is give your best effort, leave that on the field, and knowing one day you will be reporting to your creator the results of your work. You are here to fight for a righteous cause. You have power in this, folks. We are the leaders we've been waiting for. Here's a couple examples. So Colin Kaepernick and Nike, which, you know, I have Nike clothes now. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to burn them or throw them out. It seems like, a, you know, a waste. I will never buy Nike products again, ever. Uh, it's just they've lost me completely as a company. They've gone full social justice warrior. You know the story about Nike. They were going to put out these Betsy Ross flag themed shoes and that uh, uh, social justice warrior fraud, phony, fake Colin Kaepernick complained. So Nike pulled the shoes. Folks, I'm proud to report, you'll see the story up at Newsbusters today on our uh, show notes at Bongino.com. Proud to report that Rush Limbaugh, and he was on Fox News this morning, who is selling these uh, Betsy Ross shirts and donating the proceeds to uh, Tunnel for Tower, Tunnel to Towers, the charity that helps out uh, police officers, families, and military f fallen police officers. Rush Limbaugh's, uh, the charity effort there with the Betsy Ross flag has sold 100 thousand t-shirts and Limbaugh's team made a million dollar donation to Tunnel to Towers. Folks, we have the power to give the double barreled middle finger to these leftist lunatics and we do it every day. Do not feel helpless or powerless here. You are not. Unlike these liberals who don't believe in anything, they don't. I just entirely discredited these lunatics. Words of violence, not in our case. Minimum wage, not in my case. Healthcare for all, not for me. They're frauds. We actually believe in something. Our allegiance to a set of values is objective, not subjective. It's not changeable. The ability to defend yourself, the ability to, the, 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 right, the God given right to self protection, the God given right to economic freedom, healthcare freedom, life, liberty, the practice of religion, freedom to assemble, petition. These are things we believe in objectively. We don't need and we are not asking for the left's permission. Make no mistake. We are not asking. We take it. Because it is an objective value granted to us by God, not by you. We are not asking. You are not powerless. What a way to flip the double-barreled middle finger to these lunatics at Nike and this fake social justice warrior, Kaepernick. He sold 100,000 t-shirts that'll now go, that revenue that would have went to Nike, that have now gone to tunnel the towers to support fallen police officers and military families. God bless you. That is you. That's you who did that. Because you have power. You have economic power. You have a voice. You're an activist community at heart. It believes in big R, God-given rights. We're not asking. Second story, Netflix, which thought it would be a great idea, the liberal activists at Netflix, they thought it would be a wonderful idea to claim they were going to boycott uh, two of the southern states that enacted pro-life legislation. Because, of course, if we're not terminating the life of infants in the womb, Netflix isn't happy. So Netflix, well, we're thinking about a boycott of these southern states, Georgia and elsewhere. You know, where were where they enacted pro-life legislation? God forbid we support life in the womb. Ladies and gentlemen, Netflix was expected to gain, and this story's in the show notes today from the Daily Signal, was expected to gain 352,000 new subscribers in this last reporting period. Did Netflix gain 352,000 new subscribers? No, they did not. Netflix lost 126,000 subscribers. 
a difference of over 400,000 from estimates. Folks, that's a staggering number. Now, is that all due to Netflix's position as a pro-abortion crowd? Is that due to them crapping on the pro-life audience? I don't know. All I can tell you is the numbers are the numbers. And maybe Netflix will learn from Dick Sporting Goods and others that maybe crapping all over conservatives all the time probably isn't the best business proposition to take. You may want to think that through, Netflix. They went from a positive 352,000 estimate to negative 126,000. Good luck with that. Final story of the day. So Chris Pratt, he's an actor. He is um, what Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. You've probably seen him around. Chris Pratt uh, was out uh, with his new wife and had a shirt on with the Gadsden flag, you know, the do not tread on, uh, don't tread on me flag. And of course, the liberal social justice warrior, phony fraud, fake phony fraud, hypocrite, delirious, you know, basement dwelling, uh, marshmallow roasting, s'mores, constantly offended, seeking for victimhood status left, jumped all over Chris Pratt because that Gadsden flag which is a, a symbol of our history, the American Revolution for freedom, jumped all over that. And, and of course, any symbol, the Betsy Ross flag, the Gadsden flag, or anything is going to be associated with racism on the left because, again, they reinterpret the rules all the time because they're phonies because they don't have rules and they want to put you as the non-woke crowd. Accused Chris Pratt of being a racist and every other disgusting name in the book. So what happened? So the maker of the shirt, Nine Line Apparel, which does a great job. Nine Line Apparel has now seen exploding sales of what? That Gadsden flag. I'm going to look around. I think I have a Gadsden flag shirt, and I'll be sure to wear one now just to piss off the conservative left. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. No, it makes me feel good now because I know it drives you crazy. A revolution for freedom and liberty. I know that kind of stuff drives you nuts. I'll be hunting around looking for that. All right, folks, sorry about the technical meltdown today. Uh, we had a really nasty storm down here in Florida. It's, we were trying to get the show up on video. I'll tell you what, if I can fix it, I'll try to put out a separate video show later, youtube.com slash Bongino. I know um, my wife's probably not crazy about the idea. If I can, I'm not even sure we had such a meltdown. But I hope you listen to the audio show. You can download our show and subscribe, by the way, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. It's free. Please subscribe. It helps us move up the charts. I really appreciate it. This was, was our most listened to week of shows and watched ever, so I really appreciate that. Take care, folks. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir! You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.